welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Glory to God. This morning I'd like to speak from my heart. I hope you just permit me to do so. Okay. So I want to talk about the making of a vision. The making of a vision. How is a vision formed? The making of a vision. So the reason everyone uh, of you has invested your resources to celebrate me this period is because of what, what I represent in Christ Jesus. You know. And this should also be the reason people come around you to celebrate you. Because of what you represent in Christ Jesus. Because of the cause you are championing. Beyond your own. Because of the legacy you are building. Because of the lies you are impacting by your, by your expression. I, I, I can tell stories of some of you when you came in here. I know uh, the day princess, princess came in here. She said she saw someone sitting down there. And then I was wearing shorts. It was a, a, a weekend or something. I was in shorts. And then um, somebody told her. I said that's the pastor of the church. She said that one she later confessed to me that she said she thought I was the electrician that came to fix bulb or light because I tried to just I just dressed simple and all that the day Pastor Paul walked in here he met me at the at the gate he was entering and then he said I had to oh, so sorry please how may I help you where are you going he said he just wants to uh, come I said oh sorry today's not service he said yes he knows that, that uh, I did not have in like rehearsals or prep I said oh yes you can come in he didn't know I was the pastor. I said, oh yes, please come in. He sat down there and was watching choir, rehearse, and all that. Um, the day Daniel Ike came in, um, he, Daniel Ike's story is very funny. So the music director, they used to work in the same office, and then he would, music director would, would take my messages to work, and then he would be playing it in the office. And then he said, some people in his office are asking him, please, who is that person? Who is that person? He said, don't worry, it's my pastor. It's my pastor. It's my pastor. So Daniel Ike said, please I want to meet this your pastor so he came and then um, he, he after the service um, the music director came to me and said this is my friend that I invited has been disturbing me that he wants to see you I wants to come to church I said okay what church does he attend I said King's Assembly I said let him stay in his church so next week he said ah, pastor this guy has been disturbing me that he wants to come to church I said he attends King's Assembly even me too I want to attend King's Assembly <laughs> Let him stay in his church. <laughs> I said, let him stay in his church. You know? I said, let him stay in his church. I know Pastor Chris Hugo. I love him. I respect him. I honor him. You know, I want to I even want to go there sometimes. So let him stay there. It's a good place. <laughs> you know. So he kept disturbing him. That, ah, he wants, I said, if he come, I will send him back. <laughs> you know. So eventually, God told me, he said, leave him. Let him come if he wants to come. So I said, okay, no problem. Let him come. He came. And then the week after, he came and said, Pastor, I would like to see you. I said, see, they started. Came to my house. He said, I said, come to the house. He came to the house, saw me. And then he said, that this is where he wants to be coming. I said, ah, I know Pastor Chris Hugo. He's an anointed man. Even me, I want to be going there. He said, but this is the place. I said, okay. So I struggled with it for a while. And I said, okay, God, if that's what he wants. I opened up my heart and then he said to me pastor i want to submit to you and all that and the story has been amazing from that time on i can tell stories of of all of you here pastor tayo uh when she came 
Let me tell you her small gist. You see her now, pastor type. I shouldn't tell her. Let me tell you. I will tell you. I will tell you. So Pastor came. I remember the day, the first meeting we had here. You know, some of you are here now. You are enjoying AC. If you had come when we didn't have AC, some of you say, this people, they are not serious. They don't know how to do church. So we had our first meeting here. No chair, not, no demarcation, no sound, nothing. Just empty space from this wall to that end. Imagine five people inside this entire place, empty. Tohu and bo. If someone says, hello, you, hello, 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 hello. The echo we think that we are plenty. Just five of us. Myself, Kola, Leke, um, Pasutayo, um, um, there were five of us or so. Mr. Motoshaw, who else was there? My wife too and all that. You know, so we stood and then we had meeting, we prayed and everything and then we declared, we're taking over! We're taking over! Five people. <laughs> taking over! Taking over! We do this, we do that, we do that. Praying everything. And I sent Dr. K the picture. Sir, we started shush. Five of us. <laughs> you know, and it was exciting. So Pastor, I've not forgotten her story. So Pastor came. So she came. She Pastor is looking Pastor Tyron now. Then I wish they had that picture. You will see her. She was looking Sister Tyron. Her neck was long like this. She anointing has not. You know. You understand? Hey, that's it. You know. She has not started chilling with the big boys. You know. So. She came. We had our first meeting. I'm sure that day. I went home that day asking God, will they come back? Because I poured my heart out, told them the vision, where we're going, what we're going to do, and all that. In fact, sometimes I still wonder why Kola is still here. Because we started, Kola's own, we started from my house. From my house. We will have meetings every week. Every week. Some days he will not come. I will be, <laughs> I will be there. Lekitu was there. Some days they will not show up. Even my wife, some days she will stay in the bedroom and say, Please leave me alone. So only me in the sitting room. I say, God, now me, you call. If you say, You know, call me to have a run like that. <laughs> you know, but it was, it was interesting because I've seen the hand of God in the lives of people. I've seen how God has moved people from nothing into something from where they were into places that they never thought that they would move and i've seen it happen in record time amazing so those things they encourage me and then they encourage people as well to see the hand of god move you know people like a vision they like uh, a see to see things they like to see great things but the making of those things not when you watch a movie you 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 you're one ah see as gently just move boom boom choo, 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 choo. Ah, ah you kill my boss ooh, ah, ooh, ah. you like the whole thing but when they show you the making you'll be like wow usually the making is more um wowing than the movie itself because you begin to see the things that they went through to get to that movie you see all the all the things the behind the scenes you see all those things you know so everybody loves a great vision everybody loves a beautiful church a beautiful place everybody i know there there are some uh, there's some things that many of you wish that if you come into service you would see but the truth of the matter is we were not there before now we're here and then 
there are some other things we're trusting God for that we're going. Do we? Do you have the picture of of our auditorium? You have. You should have the picture. Can you find it and put it up? You know. So we, we trust. I wanted to show the before. Um, before we we hear and then the the um, auditorium we're going to. All right. So there there are, there are many things that happen behind the scene that makes a vision possible. All right. There are many things that happens behind the scene. So, however, I wrote down that the pursuit of a vision doesn't come by happenstance, but by several deliberate acts, many of which are not always easy and convenient. A lot of times, these things are not easy. They're not convenient. All right? Um, it's not always easy to um, put certain things together, to make certain things happen. It's not convenient. I'm sure many of them at the time, the things that they were doing were not convenient. But the fact that we have a vision, there is somewhere we're going, there's something we want to see. It drives us, it pushes us and makes us want to come the next day and come the next day and come the next week. All right? So many a times, it's not about convenience. It's not about doing things that are easy. People like to celebrate greatness. But the journey to greatness is not always easy. There are sacrifices that you have to make. There are times you're alone at night before God and just lifting up your voice and praying. I know many times I've woken up. You, know, you guys did an artwork. And then you, you said that artwork. You said, uh, pastor by day and dad at night. And I responded to the person. I said, you people don't let me sleep at night. So you can't say I'm doing daddy duties at night. You don't let me sleep. I'm getting calls at 2 a.m. I'm getting calls at 1 a.m. I'm getting calls at 3 a.m. Then after I've gotten those calls, God is now calling me to at 4 a.m. After man has called me at 1 and 2 and I've been on the phone trying to counsel, trying to say, okay, do this and do that and do that. All right. Then I say, okay, now let me now sleep. God now say, time to wake up to pray. I say, pray for who again? I say, ah, there's this person, so, so, so person, start praying for this person. There's this person, start praying for this person. And then I will now want to sleep at 6 a.m. Then Claire will come and Jesse will come. Daddy, good morning. We are going to school. Don't forget. So I will now get up now. You know, so there's a lot of demand. So it's not convenient at all. It's not convenient. It's not convenient. I have a video do you have that my video is it ready okay this is this is my this is my illustration of what happens um on the outside and what happens on the inside can you can you put that video up okay this is a dock you see how this dock is paddling underneath is paddling like hell but above cool calm collected you you can't explain what is happening under by what you see above many a times in the making of a vision that's what happens people see you on the outside they see that oh pastor is talking shoo 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 but you don't know what's happening under you don't know the pain the struggle the sacrifices it takes to keep that momentum going many a times when i come to to give a word or to preach or do whatever the pain and the process it takes to deliver one sermon because i know i mean i know pastors who go on google to get their sunday service 
well, I don't know them. I've heard about them. <laughs> I've heard about them. They actually, and if you go on Google, you will find sermons. Plenty sermons. That you can preach powerfully. I want to tell you something. <sighs> you will find them plenty. But I've come to realize that what makes the difference is what God wants to say to the people that day. And it's always fresh. It has to come fresh. God needs to speak part time per season. And to hear him speak part time per season, it's not Sunday, Sunday. No. You have to be up and doing by the moment. By the moment. Because you need to hear what God is saying now. So the sermon I'm preaching today, I had to ask him, what do you want me to talk about on Sunday? So I will keep staying in his presence, waiting and waiting and waiting till I hear what he wants me to say. Sometimes I have come to church on a Sunday morning and I have not heard him say anything he wants me to say. Sunday I'm here and then I just come and sit down. And all of you, just like that doc, all of you are singing and dancing. Me, I'm like this. Father, what do you want to say? 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 And all of you are expecting that, wow, service is going to be great. God is going to move. But I'm asking, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? There are times I've come. And then as I'm just coming up the pulpit, he just tells me, say this. And I ask, say, why you not tell me sins? I don't know. But the fact that I'm depending on him, I'm trusting him, I'm waiting on him to speak the word, to tell me exactly what to say, shows that I put my whole trust in him. And that it's his vision. It's his vision. It's what he wants done. It's what he wants done. So many people wish that, oh, I would be the one to be celebrated like that. But the truth is, we don't go after the celebration. We go after the vision. And chasing a vision is hard work. It's hard work. It's hard work. I didn't, I'm not doing what I'm doing because I want people to celebrate me. No. I'm doing what I'm doing because one, he commanded it. I'm doing what I'm doing because there's a people to be blessed beyond my own. There are many times I've said that I'd rather not just do this. Can I do something else? Can I do something else? I'd rather not do this. But because he wants it, so it's beyond my own. It's beyond my own. I could have stayed at home on my birthday and let me just flinch and enjoy. But I needed more. I need to hear something. I needed to go to a place where I would be as well so I sat down there in that meeting with Reverend uh, Pastor Ezekiel Atang and listened to him teach and teach and teach for hours and afterwards I was blessed I was extremely blessed and I enjoyed the fact that I had to go for that day so it's hard work it's hard work so how is a vision made how does a vision form there are two things two ingredients I've discovered that makes that helps a vision to form one of them is that the vision needs a carrier. Ezekiel chapter 22 and verse 30. It says, So I sought for a man among them whom would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on, on behalf of the land that I should not destroy, but I found no one. 
Exodus 3 verse 7. It says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now therefore behold the cry of the children of Israel has come to me and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. So the vision needs a carrier. It needs someone to carry that vision. It needs someone to, to uh, receive it and run with it. Someone has to take it from the mind of God and the presence of God and run with it. So the vision is not your own. It's what God wants to do. So I will be or this church will be out of place if we focus on what God is not asking us to do. So the vision needs a carrier. Luke chapter 1 verse 26. It says now in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary and having come in the angel said to her rejoice highly favored one the Lord is with you blessed are you among women but when she saw him she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was then the angel said to her do not be afraid Mary for you have found favor with God and behold you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus he will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom and of his kingdom there will be no end. So even the, the, the birth of Jesus needed someone to carry that vision. To carry that vision. So there may be places in your life that you're looking to God to find expression. And God is looking to you to deliver it to you, to carry the vision, to carry the plan, to carry the purpose. Because the purpose still belongs to God. So it talked about Jesus, all the things that he would do. But Mary needed to carry him first. So for a vision to begin, you need a vision carrier. And many times the vision carrier doesn't look like it or seem to have the capacity to deliver on the vision. Or sometimes feel incapable. And this is deliberate by God. When God would call Moses, Moses said, you know that I cannot speak. I cannot speak. So many a times, the one carrying the vision may not even look like it. And I've told you many times before, forget about the man. Look on the grace of God that is on him. Look on the grace of God that is on him. God will never ask you to do what you can do. He wants you to do what you cannot do. But he wants to do it through you. He wants to be the one to walk through you what he wants to do. 
So when God is demanding of you, just like Mary, to carry a savior, and Mary said, how is it possible? How shall these things be? And he said, the power of the Most High will overshadow you. When that power comes upon you, it becomes possible for you to walk that vision. But you have to let the power overshadow you. Glory to God. So the vision carrier needs to know that my dependency is on God and God alone. He's the one that I depend on for the vision. He's the one that I depend on in carrying this vision. How shall these things be? How will it come to pass? It's not by your strength, but by his strength. That's how it will come to pass. And then the second thing is that the vision needs a team. The vision needs a team. God sends people to you to help you in the vision. But first, you must be willing to lay down your life for the people that God has sent to you. You must be willing to lay down your life. They said of Jesus. Or Jesus said to them, He said, the Son of Man has not come to live, but to die. I've not come to live, but to die. I've come to give my life as a ransom for many. So God will send people your way. So the vision carrier needs to know that God has sent. It needs to know those God has sent to you. As a vision carrier, you need to know those that God has sent to you. And then the team needs to know whom God has sent you to. So you need to know the person God has sent me to. And as a vision carrier, you need to also know who are the people that have been sent to. Who are the people that have been sent to? When I met my father, Dr. K, in 2005 or 2006, I knew at some point that this is the person, this is the ministry God has sent me to. So I began to look for ways on how to be a blessing to him and to the ministry. I devoted my time, my energy, my resource, and everything to that ministry. You had my parents um, give their birthday wishes. At some point, they asked me, please, what did that man give you? At some point, they asked me, what did that man give you? Sincerely, I don't know. I just knew that I meant to follow him. And then it didn't look like it. I mean, I knew Dr. K when the best car in the entire Kingsword ministry was Nissan Ultima. Nissan Ultima. That was the best car. I knew Dr. K when he was fixing computers for people. Doing networking. He was my father. And he's still my father. So I did not father him because of where he is now. I fathered him. If whatever that phrase is means. Just understand. Idea is needed. Because of the grace of God on his life. Because of God's grace. Because of God's grace. Dr. K would go to Ikeja. You see all those shirts that they sell, they hang it like this with hanger, they hold it like this. 
they are pushed out and they now fold it. The thing now get pride. Hey, that's what my wife used to call it. The shirt you get pride. Doctor K will chatter those shirts. I won't say because he's going to buy Bend Down Select. He's not my father. He's my father. He was preaching prosperity. He was preaching grace. He was preaching nations. And I draw grace from him. There were people in the ministry that were far, far, far wealthier and richer than him. But he caught them and laid hands on them. Say, go and prosper. And I followed him. He's my father. It's the grace of God upon his life that I'm seeing. So you need to know who God has sent to you. Who God has sent to you. And both the vision carrier and the team require sacrifices. A deep sense of commitment to the one who called both of you. The one who called the one you're serving and the one who called the one that is ministering to you. That's the person you are committed to. You're committed to. So the visionary has a commitment to God. The one following the team, they have a commitment to God as well. So all the things that happen underneath, you know, it, it baffles me a lot. I tell people that when you want to, when you want to leave a church, do everything possible. I know there are certain places that um, they're just they're not they're not playing church. They're not doing church. They are just they're just doing jamboree. But even those places, any establishment, anywhere you want to leave, have the heart to live peaceably as much as possible. Peaceably. Let me tell you a story. I can't remember the full deals, details of the story. There was a guy, Reverend George. I think he 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 was staying in an apartment, and then he wanted to leave the apartment. So he had trouble with the guy who was like the caretaker or something like that, you know. And he he really rubbished him and everything. And then Reverend George said, um, they had this squabble, okay? And um, Reverend George was telling him that this house, nobody is going to take this house. And then the guy said, Bo -bo -jo, Bo -bo -jo. And Reverend George kept talking, kept talking. And then the guy said, Bo -bo -jo, Bo -bo -jo. Cut the long story short. Reverend George moved out of the place. Many years after, nobody took the house. The guy did everything. And then somehow he got to find Reverend George. And then he came to meet him. And he told Reverend George. Reverend George said, Bo -bo -jo, Bo -bo -jo. <laughs> A very funny story. Very, very funny story. You know. So it, it, it just reminds me of the fact that, you know, when God sends people, he sends them with a grace. He sends them with an anointing. So when you come in contact with that grace and anointing, 
It's either you are supposed to help that anointing, not frustrate it. The moment you begin to frustrate the anointing, by itself, it begins to work against you. Not that the pastor wished you ill. No. But you just frustrated the anointing. And without even the pastor knowing, things are just not working the way you expect them to. And you're wondering what's happening, what's happening. And even the pastor, without even knowing, is on his knees praying for you. Praying that things will work. Praying that things will turn around. Because I really don't believe, and I've taught you guys here many times, I don't believe in asking God for something for too long. No. There has to, either he will tell you why it's not coming yet, which will comfort you. You understand? It will comfort you. But when something is just unnecessarily delayed, it's a concern to me personally. God has to say something. Even in his silence, I will hear his voice. His silence speaks. But to keep me in a position where I don't know what's going on. I've gone to A, I've gone to B, nothing is happening. No, that shouldn't be it. That shouldn't be it. And one of such things is it has to do with people's loyalty and commitment. Remember, not to the church, but to the anointing of God and to the vision that God has put in the house. To the vision. And I know if I don't know anything at all, I know that one of the grace of God that works operates through me is the fact that when people get really, really close to me and then they draw grace, something just begins to happen in their life that just accelerates things. Accelerate things. So I'm very careful of that anointing. I'm very, I guard it jealously. I guard it jealously. I guard it jealously. That's why when people come to me and say, Pastor, I want you, I want you to mentor me. I ask you, say, you don't know what you're asking. Because it requires a demand. I will demand something of you that you will say, oh, Pastor, your own is too much. I will demand that you live up to excellence. You live up to a position and a place where people will look at you like a fool. Because I know that these things take sacrifices. They are sacrifices. You have to commit to it. You have to commit to it. When Anu was going was gonna, to uh, travel, I told you guys, he called me and said he wants to book his flight ticket. And he, the date he, he got the date on the 2nd. My birthday was on the 4th. He got the date on the 2nd. And asked me if it was okay to book on the second I wanted to say no don't book on the second go after my birthday which he would have gladly obliged but the Lord stopped me and said no let him go on the second so I told him it's okay you can book on the second he said he asked me again pastor is he okay can I book on the second I said it's okay you can book on the second so after he booked on the second, he got to find out that I would have loved him to stay and he was unhappy. He said he would have gladly waited. But no, God said, let him go. That to me is someone who has seen beyond a man and has seen 
something ahead that is God's alone. It has nothing to do with me. He saw God through me. Simple. And that's the essence of the visionary. That people should be able to see God through you. You are just the channel. But what they should see is God. So you have to put yourself in a position where Christ can reflect freely through you. And that's sacrifice. It takes a lot to do that. It takes a lot to do that. To go before God and open yourself transparently so that the light of God can shine through you and others can see God. At that point, they no longer see you. They see God. And that now pushes them. It drives them to do the things that they do. It drives their commitment. It drives everything about them. It drives it because it's God they are looking at. And as they are honoring God, they are honoring you. So you don't in any way take any glory to yourself. The moment you start taking glory to yourself, that thing cuts off. It cuts off. But you always strive. And to do that alone takes sacrifice. Takes dying daily in the presence of God to make sure that people don't see you but they continually see God. But however, through you. There's no, there's no perfect system. There is no, there's no system that is perfect. I had a lot of, I got all your messages. I read them. Tears came to my eyes and, and all that. And I said to myself, I hope in the day of trouble, these messages will not be that, will not turn to negative. Because when people see challenges and see difficulties, then they turn and they say, Ah, no longer my father. He used to be my father. He's no longer my father. I'm not saying we're praying for challenges and difficulties, but there are things that there are things Dr. K have done to me that he didn't do it deliberately, but I felt bad. I mean, I felt really bad. But it never stopped, never, ever stopped him from being my father never never stopped me from receiving from the grace that he draws never it's not everything he does that i'm happy and pleased with no but that's not why i'm following him he's a man that is prone to errors he doesn't have to get it right all the time he doesn't have to but the commitment i've made to god is walking through him and that's what makes the difference. That's what makes the difference. So when you come into a system and you're championing a vision, you're going after a vision, you are in the process of making a vision, you need to realize that not all the time things will be rosy. Not all the times we've had challenging times in church. Many, many times. Many times. Many times. But the fact still remains that the vision, the goal has to continue. What God wants done has to continue. We have to keep pressing on regardless of the challenges. So we don't turn and change because of difficulties. We don't turn and change because of sad moments. No. 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 A thousand times no. People in church will offend you. They will step on your toes. They will get on your nerves. They will say hurtful things to you. That doesn't mean 
that you now separate yourself from God and the vision because someone said something to you, someone did something to you. Say, okay, from henceforth, all of them in that church, they're useless people. Come on. If we were perfect before, the day you came, we became imperfect. But we were never perfect. And we're never planning to be perfect. We just want to love on God. We just want God to reflect through us. So if you see any good in us, it's because of the good that is reflecting through Christ. If you see any fault in us, sorry, accept us. We're trying. We want to be better. We're not going to say, no, that's the way I am. No, some people say, no, 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 so I've been, that's so how they talk. That's so how they talk. That's so God creates me. No, we're not like that. All right? We strive to be better. Say, no, 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 that's so my voice loud. That's so my voice loud. Guy, calm down, calm down. No, no, that's so how they talk. That's so... Calm down. We're not like that. All right? We're striving to be better. It says, he that continues to look at the perfect law of liberty. So that's what we are doing. We are continuing steadfastly to look on Christ. So that he will continue to reflect through us. Embrace a vision. Love the vision. But never forget the process. Never forget the making of that vision. It is the making that carries the testimony. I can talk today about my father and say, oh, I remember when he was jumping boss. I remember when he was jumping Okada. It's a good memory. But now, he's flying and driving the best, flying the best, living in the best. I like those kind of memories. You know, some people come, they only want to come into your life when they know that they can be flying with you. But nobody wants to walk with you. Say, so where do they go? They go artillery. How they go? Guy with the treacle. Now you own you do. They don't want that experience. All they want is say, now my guy, they go so in that rage. Now my guy, now my guy. I'll call her now. I'll call her now. I'll call her now. Guy, call her that did guy no pick. Because he knows those who have been bowling and rolling with him when he was walking. It's the making of a vision. It takes a lot to do that. It takes time, sacrifice, believing, trusting, hoping, praying, everything. But the fact remains that the vision is there. Do you have that picture right now? Do you have those pictures? Come on, it's somewhere in the system. Where's Prince? Look for it, please. So the process is painful. It's demanding. But there is somewhere we're going. And if you find someone who is committed to a vision, that's all you need. That's all you need. That's all you need. Many of you came here not knowing what will happen in the next one month or two months or wondering the direction your life will go. But somehow, God has put you on a track and given you new clarity, new vision. That's my heart desire and prayer. That the place that God wants you to be, where he wants you to go, with a little patience. There are certain things that could change in your life in one month, in two months. There are some that will take a year. There are some that will take two years. But if you are committed to looking at the perfect law of liberty, that's what we're teaching. If you are, if you are committed to focusing on God and what he's doing, that's what we're teaching. Your life 
invariably will gravitate towards what God wants you to be. That's the point. We were not here before. We didn't start like this. But because we kept on with the word, we stayed true with the word, it forms in us the plan of God at the end of the day. So if you're here and you've made up your mind to stay committed to this vision, stay committed to this house, I want to tell you that in the first place, you're in the right place. And then secondly, in this house, we grow. We grow from strength to strength. We grow from glory to glory. In this house, we move into the things that God has called us to. In this house, we don't just grow um, spiritually. We grow materially, financially, intellectually. We grow in all areas. Because we know where God is taking us to. Glory to God. Tell someone beside you, I'm growing. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. So wherever you are in your walk with God, Wherever you are in your relationship with God, wherever you are as a member, as a leader, as a guest, whatever position you occupy as it relates to this anointing in this place, I want you to know that together we can do big and great things. Great things. Great things. Great things. Great things great things great things the God who has called us has called us into big and great things and as you begin to play your part as you begin to commit to God and commit to the vision he begins to raise you up raise you up everything about your life begins to find direction everything about your life begins to take its place and take its form take its form One thing about um, a local church is that I believe that God sends, sends people. And when he sends you, he equips you and anoints you for that. I said that our lives find completion when we're doing the will of God. And one of the most important aspects is to be involved in a local church. So that's why here in Kings Road, Port Harcourt, we've structured every meeting, every service to ensure that you grow total well-being. You grow completely and totally in the things that God has called you to. So I want to strengthen your resolve this morning and to let you know that as a pastor and as your pastor, if you would let me be, I'm committed to ensuring that all that God has in store for you comes to be and everything that you were created to be will find expression and that in time you will come to the full manifestation of all that God has, has in stock for you and if by any chance you have felt offended 
by people, even by me. Because I don't want to believe that, ah, pastor has never done anything bad to me. That's a lie. If you're going to be truthful, I have said or, I, or you have perceived me wrongly in certain ways. It's normal. But my commitment to you is that in the making of this vision, we will step on toes, but the vision will be accomplished. What God wants to do will be done. So don't let Satan steal from you what God is, is doing. Don't let Satan steal that from you. Let offense go. Let uh, so certain things should not just be mentioned around you. Around you. Someone hurts you. After after a day or two that you've harbored it, let it go. Let it go. You're working on something big. You're working on something great. You're not happy about something. Someone did something. No, that shouldn't be time to backbite or say things. No, 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 no. You stay away from such things. Put yourself in a position where you know that I'm working on something. It's someone who is not who is not busy and expecting something great that spends time pondering over little, little issues. What someone did, what someone did not do. If you live here today and go somewhere else, someone will do something that you will not like. It's, in, it's as long as the person is a human being. So we cannot trade the vision the broad vision for something as little as offense. Alright? I don't know why I'm hammering on offense. Perhaps there's someone that needs to hear that. Someone say, let go. Thank you, Father. Lift your hands to heaven. Thank you, precious Father. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.